Well, when it comes to AI, artificial intelligence, there's been all kinds of talk about what it means for the future, the future of work, future of certain jobs. But what about the job of musician? I mean, could they eventually be replaced one day by machines? Well, the answer appears to be yes, and it could happen actually sooner than many of us think. And that also brings up all kinds of interesting questions, such as who owns the music uh, made by a computer? What about copyright laws? And if uh, they are replacing uh, actual human beings, who's going to buy the music? Do you want to hear music that is produced by a machine rather than a human being? Alan Cross, of course, is the host of the ongoing history of new music, and he joins us to discuss here on Global News Radio, 640 Toronto. Alan, good to have you here as always, my friend. Yes, what can I help you with today? Well, we got to talk about artificial intelligence because, you know, we've heard of AI, Alan, and things like the car industry, but uh, the music industry, I I always thought that uh, this was kind of a creative industry that required actual human beings. So did I until the last 18 months or so where we when we started to hear about these programs that are capable of mimicking human creativity some of these programs are aren't that good at all but others are surprisingly proficient at coming up with melodies and song structures that aren't that hard to listen to now before we get into the really scary stuff let's talk about how this can be used constructively when you need let's say, incidental music for a film or for a television show or for a radio commercial or something like that, uh, you can use artificial intelligence to generate this stuff. This is a, especially with radio commercials and this you know, typical background music that you hear for something that really isn't meant to be a great composition, but just music to fill space. Right. That's where artificial intelligence can come in really handy. Now, if, if you go in our production library at the radio station, you will find hours and hours and hours of this generic music that has been created for production purposes. And this generic music has been written by real-life human beings and recorded and then licensed or sold to radio and television stations to provide this theme music, this background music, whatever. That's where artificial intelligence can be used um because it's hard to come up with stuff yeah. <laughs> that that you that that you don't want it to you want it to be good, but you don't want it to stand out. Right. Right. Exactly. Okay. So that's where artificial intelligence might be, and we we go through so much of this music, you know, so many commercials, so much incidental music, so much interstitial music, uh, you know, theme music for something. It's it's it could be very helpful in that regard. Okay, well, that's music that has, uh, you know, a specific, I guess, commercial application or purpose. But what about music that, uh, and I hate to use this, but matters, matters to us, right? That, uh, you know, one of the reasons I love music, and I'm sure you love music, is because I have a human being on the other end who is emoting and sharing an experience that maybe I've gone through as well. And am I going to have that same reaction, that same experience when that music is not generated by a human but by a computer? Yeah, this attempt to have machines improvise with the Western scale goes back to at least the 1970s when algorithms were first being written on these really primitive machines that would allow a computer to come up with something reasonably pleasing to the human ear. Uh, Those studies, that work has continued to today where we have these algorithms that are created by having a computer analyze a bunch of different data points from successful pop and rock songs going back decades, going back to the 1950s. 
And by analyzing and crunching all this data, they come up with a series of formulas that dictate what a popular song, what a successful popular song may sound like. You follow me so far? Yeah, but I guess the question is, if it gets that formulaic then, and a computer is just, you know, using this algorithm, is it what was a hit or a popular song, will it still be if we're just being fed the same thing by a machine over and over again? This is what we don't know. Uh, but people are working to create musical composers, um, something that will create something that will uh, <laughs> that could become a hit. Now, we haven't seen an AI hit yet, but if you go online, just do a quick Google search of uh, AI uh, pop songs, and you'll see there, there, there are dozens and dozens of them as people are trying to, to, to use AI uh, to either break out of um, or a, a songwriting slump, to break mm. through some writer's block, or to see if they can actually use a machine with their input to create something. So it's kind of like Okay, computer, I would like a popular song in this key with this tempo that is going to underscore lyrics about heartbreak and uh, lost love. Right, and then it'll Feed just spit that out. In and see what comes out. Mm -hmm. And either you can take what the computer uses, and, and that becomes your, the basis of your song, or you can maybe you know improvise off it. Do you think we're the that far off, uh, Alan, from an actual artificial intelligence hit uh, like no, something we're not yeah we're not um i, I was just reading something this morning from a, a, a guy who was being interviewed about this and he says yeah we're our ai could be the next big frontier for pop music he honestly believes that we are, are very very close to having a machine create the next pop song which is also very interesting because um if a machine writes a hit song again let me say that if a machine <laughs> writes a hit song who owns the copyright well this is it right and that's one of the big uh, mysteries and one of the big arguments going forward as i understand it is if a machine is fed something like nothing but justin bieber music and it learns to make songs through that uh is there a copyright infringement but apparently not so at least in the u.s because uh, that law only applies to human beings and not to machines. Oh, yes, and that's the problem. So if more machines start creating music in the style of, insert artist here, what recourse do those artists have against the machine? And who owns the final product that comes out of the machine? Mm -hmm. It's, you know, no, but when copyright law was first, modern copyright law dates back uh, about 110 years. Uh, <laughs> how... Are things going to evolve in the era when you don't have human beings writing music? Yeah, I guess once again, this is an example of the law lagging behind uh, real life or uh, society. And we've seen this uh, obviously with the internet and with social media, and people, uh, you know, worried about, uh, you know, plagiarism, bullying, uh, you know, uh, libel, slander, that that sort of thing. And uh, it looks like copyright law is going to have to play some catch up here. Don't you feel that we're really close to, to some kind of Skynet moment? Yeah, I mean, things are really changing quickly. And keeping up with what the capabilities of the Internet are, what the capabilities of computer processing are, it's it's getting a little... Um, a little freaky. <laughs> yeah, I, I, that's, that's the best word, freaky. Because yeah. uh, it, and it seems to be 
coming evolving so quickly that we would never I mean a year ago two years ago would we be talking about songwriters being put out of business musicians being put out of business because a computer an algorithm a computer program some software could do their job better or at least more efficiently and certainly cheaper than they could yeah do you think that, uh, Alan, uh, I'm trying to imagine what the upside is for the record companies here, and is it much like any other business? Uh, I mean, all of a sudden they don't have to pay artists, and particularly successful artists, millions of dollars uh, for albums and all of the rest. And these machines then, if they're generating the music, I mean, you can put a computer in every major market and they can tour like the same night every night and never get tired. <laughs> well, if you look at the songwriting credits of a lot of contemporary pop songs, you'll see that... Uh, each song is written by three, four, five, six, seven, eight, ten people. Uh, they all provide some kind of input towards the final product. Uh, if you could eliminate, say, seven of those ten people, and if the copyright can be assigned to the computer and the computer can be assigned to the record company, uh, guess what? Do the math. It's more yeah, profitable for everybody around. Absolutely. So I, uh, I honest, I honestly think that in the next eighteen months, it may not be successful, but we're certainly going to see a song released that uh, was generated by uh, an algorithm, and it may do better than we might perhaps prefer. All right, it's official. The machines are coming for us all. Okay. We are. Yes. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Alan Cross, thanks as always. Appreciate the time, my friend. You're welcome.